Good morning, Joy Church. How's it going today? Hey, hey, good to see everybody. Well, hey, I'm so excited. You come up here with me, Ted. Now, he, he's, he, this is my friend, Ted. He's from Tennessee. Uh, no, you're going to find out. He's, he's from a little bit farther east than that. <laughs> a little bit. Well, I'm so excited to have Pastor Ted Chichui. And you got to say that a few times. It's a lot of fun. Chichui. Yeah. If you wake up in the morning and you have a job interview and you know you have to warm your vocal cords up, you can just use his last name. Chichui, Chichui, Chichui. But Pastor Ted is the lead pastor of Salem. Salem? Salem, yeah. Salem. Uh, church in Oradia, Romania. Yes. And uh, he's a dear brother and friend of mine. And honestly, we get together and we talk deep theology and we talk. We, he watched Ducks football last night yes, with me. Yes, I did. I was cheering for the, your team. Yes, he was cheering for us. And, uh, but this is just an That's awesome. That's why they won. That's, that's why. why we won. Yeah. We had, yes. Just an amazing man of God. Just an incredible friend and brother. And he's from a wonderful family. We've had a long-term relationship. And we've been over to his church a couple of times. And uh, lo- I'm excited to go back. We actually want to bring a bunch of you guys over there Absolutely. at some point and uh, serve. And uh, Pastor Ted and his wife Mona are just incredible. They have a beautiful family, but you're just a, he's he's a one of a kind, a man of God, a man of theology. This guy loves to dig into the deep questions. I mean, within 20 minutes, we were talking about hell, predestination. All kinds of stuff. And I'm like, I haven't had this deep of a theological conversation since uh, yesterday when Bethany was asking me questions about it. But uh, anyways, we're going to hear from him. Let's give him a warm welcome. Ted, take it away. Love you, right, Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jake, for giving me the, the opportunity to, to share. And it, it is it's really a privilege and an honor to stand here and, uh, uh, and be with you. I, I got to admit, though, that, I, uh, you know, something strange happened to me in Eugene. And I, maybe, uh, maybe it happened to you, but uh, I was warned that this is the hippie town. I was warned. <laughs> I was warned. And so, uh, but, you know, uh, I came because uh, we love uh, Jake and we love Bethany and your kids. And uh, like them, we have three boys. I have Teddy, Lucas, and Patrick. And uh, when I went to their house, it's like, oh, my goodness, it's just like in my home. I felt right at home. <laughs> and so um, I don't know how it is when he preaches, but when he comes to Romania, we love, we, wanna, we want him every year, every trimester, if it's possible. But everything that comes out of his mouth is funny, yet deep. I don't know how, if, if in English it's the same, but whenever it gets translated, it's like a joke. <laughs> and so... It, there's a gift on uh, it. Just not everybody is like that. So we love Jake. We like we we love Beth, and we thank you for sending them. Keep sending them because they they they're just they're just they just have a way to reach the Romanians. Again, God uses his English when it gets translated. It's just it's just amazing. People just laugh and they you know it's awesome. Um, but what happened to me when I came to Eugene? It was yesterday as I was going to their house. Uh, they gave me the address. I, w- I went on. Google is amazing. The maps, you know, I, I can travel in America using my phone back home. It's amazing. Uh, because before you had to have the GPS, right? And I would always, it will always get it wrong. But this, this uh, so I, I put on Google Play. This never happened to me, Jake. So I'm going to be honest. Didn't, I put on Google Play his address. I was going and on the highway 569. Is that okay? Uh, I, and I was, I began to pray and thank God that I'm here. In your jeans, I said, Thank you, Lord. What a you know, thank you. And all of a sudden, the lady that tells you to go to the right, take the next exit, says, You're welcome. <laughs> and I, I'm serious. This what? 
says, God, you have a girl voice, you know? <laughs> this really happened to me. I don't know if it happened to you guys, but I, so I said, was it because I said, thank you? So I said, thank you, thank you. And she didn't say nothing back. Thank you, thank you. Like, oh my goodness, in Eugene, you know? So I had a, just had a great, great time so far with you. And so glad, I rejoice with you guys when your team won, you know? What a, what a, it's always good to preach after your team, uh, you know, wins, right? You guys are all feeling good, you know? We're winners, you know? This is, this is what it's about, you know? You have, the quarterback is from Eugene. You guys are living the life here. All right, uh, my time is going to, uh, it's really, he didn't give me a lot of time, so that's, I, you know, whatever, you know, so we'll, we'll, we'll get this done. If, if I don't finish my notes, you can email me, I'll just send them to you, they're, they're, it will bless you. You can get home, you know, and uh, go over them. Um, as we grow up, and I, as I grow up, uh, uh, people uh, and my family would be like, you know, they started, first of all, you know, telling me, Ted, you need to get dressed by yourself. So I, I learned quickly, you know, my parents are not going to dress me all the time, so get dressed. So I learned how to do that. And then, then as, as I, you know, as I grew, then they're like, you got to get your room clean. And that was one of the things, you know, I was like, what a big task, you know, can you give me something smaller to do? So I got to get your room clean. And then as, uh, as time went by, you know, then you, you, you got to get to school. So, you know, you, you get to school, you have to get an education. So you get an education. And uh, some of you like that. Some of you didn't like that, you know. And you, you learn, you know, we were building our home as I was in high school. And the people, the workers were like, see, Ted, if you don't study, this is what you will do all your life. You know, we're shoveling. <laughs> and I said, I'm not doing this all my life, you know. Back pain every every day because we built as a family we built our home. When I say we built our home, we, I mean we dug the ditches ourselves. You know, we're always wondering why didn't Dad just get a, a, a tractor to do it? You know, because it's cheaper. You get your kids to do it. You know, and so um, and then as as you know as uh, time went by, you, you get a car, and you know they encourage you to get a car, and then and then and then and then if you don't have a girlfriend, you know you're like 29, you don't have a girlfriend, you gotta get a girlfriend, Ted. You know first. You know, and then, um, and then uh, in Romania, we say, if you don't get married until the 30, uh, your grandma and your grandpa will marry you in the sense that they'll pick a wife for you. <laughs> you know, so I, my time was, you know, really running because I was, I was 30 when I met my wife. So almost my parents married me and I grand, my grandparents. But then when, you, when, I, when we got married, we thought my parents will stop telling us what to do. No, it's a get kids, get kids. We just got married. No, 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 get kids. So you get, after you get a girlfriend, then you get a wife, you marry, you get married, and then you get kids. And then uh, throughout this, you're getting stuff through life. You're getting stuff. But one of the things that we all need to get and uh, one of the things we have to get, and I love the series you guys are on, we got to get wisdom. Got to get wisdom. You see, you got everything, but the, here's the deal. And I love the, the name, the series name, Regrets, because what happens is if you don't get wisdom along the way, you will have regrets about your girlfriend, regrets about all the, you understand what I'm talking about? You'll be full of regrets because you didn't get this one thing, wisdom, Right? And so the Bible has, you know, the Bible is not silent about this. The Bible is not at all silent. You know, it's like you, you, you're not going to be able to put the volume low on this one because it will come up again and again, especially when it comes to the book of Proverbs, the book of wisdom. There's so much wisdom. There's, a, there's actually a preacher that said that there's 31 Proverbs, you know, and so we, we got 31 
days in a month, so, you know, so to speak. And then sometimes you just have to read in February, just a a few more chapters. But if you read, the guy was saying that if you read a a chapter from Proverbs every day, that itself, you get wisdom just just reading that Proverbs. So Proverbs 4, 7, it says, wisdom is the principal thing. I mean, if, you, if you're here, you don't know what principle means. I'm from Romania. I know principle. Principle principal is number one. So when number one, if you're going to get something, forget, you know, if you're going to just get, get wisdom. So that's what it says. Get wisdom. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, because we're getting car, we're getting a house, get, get understanding, the Bible says. And then, then in the Proverbs 3, the 13, it says, Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. Length of days is in her right hand. How many of you, you, you want to live a long life? Now, living a, long, a miserable life, that's not fun. But see, he, he continues on. So one hand is, is a long life, a long length of days, and, and the other, riches and honor. And so the, this is what wisdom gives you. It gives you a long life, and it gives you riches and honor. And, uh, and so, did Jesus have anything to say about, about this? Absolutely. Let's ask a question. What's the difference between a wise person and a fool? What's the difference? Let's think about it. Now, what, is it, do you think it's knowledge? Let's think between what the Bible calls wise men and fool. Is it knowledge? We'll come up to think to say that it, it's not necessarily knowledge. Is it is it talent? You'll see that you can have a fool, very talented fool. Um, is it is it is it opportunity? You'll see that both have the same opportunity. So, what is the difference between a wise person and a fool? We go to Matthew seven twenty four, which of course, if how many of you grew up in Sunday school? You remember a song that is like, to you, it was soothing. It was like a hymn. The wise man built his house upon a rock. You remember that song? I was going to do it, but he didn't give me enough time. So we'll just cut the song. You sing it at home, okay? (laughs) But Jesus says, anyone who hears and obeys these teachings of mine is like a wise person who built a house on the solid rock. Rain poured down, rivers flooded, Matthew 7, 24. And winds beat against the house. But it was built on solid rock, and so it did not fall. Anyone who hears my teachings and doesn't obey them is like a foolish person who built a house on sand. All right? And then he said, the rain poured down, rivers flooded, and the winds blew and beat against the house. Finally, it fell with a crash. And some translations said, with a big, big crash. Everybody heard the crash. Well, we had a beer company right in the middle of our town. And when the beer company was demolished to put up a mall, because it's all about selling now. It's not about producing in our country. We just want to sell. And so when, when it came down, the whole town, it was like a, 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 just so much dynamite that it, was, it, it imploded. But it, the noise that it made was a big crash. Everybody knew the beer company fell down. Now, what we see here, so what's the difference between a wise person and a, and a fool? Well, we have two men, two talented hands, gifted. Both of them built a house, right? Both of them were talented. So that's, that's not the difference. Both have talent, great talent, great knowledge. They knew how to build a house. Now, you have to, you, as you look at this, what Jesus is saying, this, this is not a stupid person. not like a loser. He doesn't know what, no. This is a, this is a, 
this is a person with a knowledge in you how to build a home. You might, some of you might have hired this guy to build your house because you loved another house and he was just saying, it's an amazing house. But you see, both of them experienced the same storms. But there were two different results. See, one house stood and the other didn't stand. And what's the difference? Why? Well, Jesus says that, well, the, um, there, there was a difference of why it stood. Now, we look at, because he, he's, uh, uh, he's talking about, when he says about a house, it's, it's really talking about your life. So you're, you're building your, your life on, on something. And, 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 and what's, what's interesting is before the storms, both homes look the same. In fact, the other one that was built on sand probably looks even more, more glamorous because he had more money. Because, I tell you why. Because he didn't invest a lot of money in the foundation. Now, uh, as, you, as, you built, as you built a house, if you've ever built a house, you know that in order to build up, you first must go down. And what's, what's interesting is if, you, if you've ever seen a castle or if you've ever seen something built on a, on a rock, you know that there's going to have to be a way to connect your house to that structure, that rock. So you're going to have to dig into the rock. So you're going to spend a lot more time digging into the rock than the guy digging in the sand. Because all of us can do sand castles. Real easy in a day. You got a sand castle. It's beautiful. But I'm telling you, to build on a rock, it just seems like, and so the, you can only imagine the guy who built on sand looking at the guy up on the, on the hill building on the rock. Look at him. It doesn't see any progress. You guys, Christians, you, you go to church Sunday after Sunday. You give money. I don't see any progress. Wait till the storm comes. You understand what I'm saying? You can't compare your life to your neighbor's life who doesn't care about God, who Bible call, would call a fool, just on the appearance. What's your foundation? Because when, it, you know, when I built... I'm building my house now, so we have to dig. I'm, and there's no rock near where I live, but it's, we, we, we go down, so we build a foundation. And the contractor was like, well, the, you know, on the, on the, on the blueprint, uh, you know, it says that we have to go a meter and 20, you, we go by meters, a meter and 20 centimeters down. You don't need to go that down. You know, you, you, can, you can cut some corners. And, the, and there was a pastor who I talked to. He said, you, you can cut corners and other things, but not at the foundation." Out of the foundation. Because I have a neighbor who cut corners at the foundation and it cracked. He said, I shouldn't have cut corners at the foundation. So what we have here, we have, we, we have people that cut corners at their foundation. They cut corners at their foundation. The, the storms will come. Jesus said that it will come. We don't know when they come, but uh, the, uh, when you built on the right foundation, and when Jesus says about the guy who built on the rough, right foundation, he ta he's talking about the person who hears his teachings and says, yes, he obeys them. And, uh, the, the, and the, the one who built on the sand, who got a house quicker, he had more money because he didn't invest so much in the foundation, even more, looks more glamorous, which he could, but he didn't withstand the storm. So in the end, all he had was gone. There was no insurance at that time. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? There's no insurance at that time. I know you can insure a lot of things, but not this one. <laughs>
problem with the fools is that, you know, they, they don't learn because they don't listen. They don't listen. They don't think of the consequences. They act out of impulse. You can quickly dig a hole in the sand. But that's acting out of impulse. Let's, let's look at the principle. So when we talk about wisdom, what are we talking about? Well, we're talking about the application of truth, of scriptural truth to life. We're talking about having a true discernment of good and evil. We're talking about seeing life through God's point of view. Having a good common sense and level-headed in decisions. To see life as it truly is and to see yourself as you truly are. And the wonderful thing about wisdom is that wisdom is different than gold. I mean, how many of you would just love to have some gold underneath your, your, you know, your yard? Wouldn't that be awesome? So you start you know, with a metal detector. And you, you dig and it's just a pile of steel. <laughs> yeah. So there's all these, uh, all these things uh, and right now on all these channels of people in Australia finally looking for gold. Have you seen those? I mean, we, we get them in Romania, Discovery Channel. They're all looking for gold. We're all, yeah, let's see when they're going to find gold. But wisdom is different than gold because wisdom is available to you all. You all. When the Bible talks about wisdom, it says wisdom calls out aloud outside. Hey, I'm here. She raises her voice in the open squares. Where, what do you mean open squares? That's where people hang out. Before TV, before all this entertainment, you didn't stay in your house and looked at the walls. You got outside. And I'm telling you what Romanians would do. They, they have the street. They get in the square, sit on a bench, and eat sunflower seeds. People will go by. You see a pile of sunflower seeds. So it's, I'm here, I'm here, I'm on the streets, at the openings of the gates, in the city. She speaks her words at the gate. Everybody would go through the gate. What, what, what Solomon is saying, it's available. He's crying out. Here I am. Anybody want me? Anybody, anybody, anybody want wisdom? Why don't people search for wisdom? Because it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's not an effortless thing. It requires dedication. It requires determination. It requires a persistent search for it. But it's available, but it just requires persistent search. Persistent search. So what, what I thought would be really good is, uh, uh, wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be bad if I just walked out and say, God bless you? I want to give you some things that the Bible talks about how you get it. How many of you want to get it? I don't, I, I don't care how old you are. Because here's what I've learned. You probably know this from your neighbors. Age doesn't bring wisdom. It just brings wrinkles. Right? My wife looks at me and says, what's happening to you, Dad? What? what do you mean? You have wrinkles. I'm only 40. And they're coming after me, right? So how... How do we get it? Because it doesn't come without effort. You must make it a goal of your life. You must seek wisdom with spiritual dedication. Well, number one, how you, how you get wisdom is you seek the Lord who gives wisdom. If you go to, and you can, you can, you guys can put up the, the verse from Proverbs, Proverbs 2. Proverbs 2, 
verse 5. Proverbs 2, verse 5. Uh, there, then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God, for the Lord grants wisdom. This is who grants wisdom, the Lord. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So number one thing, if you're going to, you're going to have to seek God and really seek him. The Bible says that he who seeks him finds him. And when you find God, you find wisdom because from him comes. Amen. That's why we, that's why we as Christians believe it is important to put aside before we do anything else to seek the Lord in the morning. That's why that's a big rock in our, in our jar for the day. That's a big rock we put. Why? It's because we want to seek God. and We want to know him as we know him. We want him to direct our paths. Amen. So the number two, reading God's word. You receive, there is so much wisdom in this book. You know, that, that a lot of people say we have translated and so many translations. We have had so many commentaries. All it's left is for the people of God to read it. Read it. One of the things Luther done in the Reformation is he put the Bible in the hands in their own language at the, in Germany. And people are like, oh. But you can get so familiar with us. No big deal. We can read it anytime. Why don't you read it every time? So as you read, every time you read it, you open your heart and you respond to God and to his word. Wisdom grows in your life. Wisdom grows in your life. Amen? Then one of the things uh, you can get wisdom is asking God for wisdom. This is one of the things that should I, should I ask him? Is it, is it God's will for me to ask this thing? And, and God, before you even can finish the sentence, he's like, yes! I'm glad you asked. Yes, 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 yes. In, in James, it says, it says, if any of you lack wisdom, let, let him ask of God who gives it all liberally without reproach. And it will be given to him. Ask. If you're going to ask, I know, I know Pastor Jake talked about Solomon and what he chose. And, and, if, and if somebody, when you get to that point and uh, you hear, you've, this is the first time you read the Bible and you listen, he, he chose, that's it? He just asked for wisdom? He, he said, God said, ask anything. And he, that's it? Solomon, that's it? Wisdom? Yes, because he knew that wisdom, like Pastor Jake said, unlocks blessings, favor. That's why, that's why if one thing you need, that's what you need. And how many, how many of you, you don't have to raise your hands, but how many of you forgot even this week to ask for wisdom? If you ask, I'll give it. Another way you can get wisdom is you walking with the wise. Proverbs 13, 20 says, wise friends make you wise. But you hurt yourself by going around with fools. You hurt yourself. That's the CEV translation. You hurt yourself. Sometimes if you want to change your life, you have to change your friends. What are, and the, uh, what are the questions you're hearing? What are the narratives you're hearing? Because they're all influencing you. Jesus says, walk with the wise. You'll become wise. Who are the wise people? The people that put into practice the scriptural principles. So the wise, the ones that apply Jesus' teaching. Amen? So it's almost impossible to have a right life with the wrong friends. 
I'm not talking about not being friends with the sinner. Jesus was friends of sinners. I'm talking about you walking with the wise. If you're a young person here and you hang out all your friends, get high every, every day. It's just not, it's common sense. Change your friends and you'll change your life. Number five, hey, this is another way you get wisdom is honoring wise principles. I got to go fast. And here's the thing. Wisdom increases as we respond to the principles and truths we learn. It increases as you respond. It's not enough for you to, to hear them. You have to respond to them. And, and uh, principles like seek counsel before you make decisions, not afterwards. Pastor Jake, I, this is what happened to me. Why didn't you come to me before? I don't know. <laughs> and Pastor Jake would say, get wisdom, my friend. Get wisdom. Don't act on impulse, but on principle. Amen? Number, number six, we're going fast. Keep, keep the rewards before your eyes. See, here's, um, if, we, if you don't keep the rewards before your eyes, you're not that determined to play. Like, in, I don't know how it happens here, but like uh, when um, you're kind of Super Bowl, we have uh, UEFA Champions League. It's like, uh, it's basically the best soccer in the world is, is played in Europe. You know, and so when 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 at that game to keep the reward in front of them, they bring the trophy. They walk into the center, and this famous soccer player walks to the center, and the players look at the trophy. There's just a different determination when they see before their eyes. If they don't, you know, they don't they don't keep it hidden in a locker. They bring it up in front. This is what you guys are fighting for, and everyone is ready. We're ready. Everyone has his eyes on, and it, as they play, it's right next to the line. It's right there. And there's a lot of rewards, and you can read Proverbs. I don't have time because Jake doesn't let me. Proverbs 2 10. <laughs> there's so many rewards, I'm telling you. It, it, one of them, I tell, I'll tell you one wisdom promises a, a release of God's prosperity in your life. That's what it says. Will deliver you from unnecessary detours in your life, wisdom. Wisdom provides inner guidance and stability. Wisdom delivers us from the paths of the evil. And number seven, number seven, and I wish I would have more time, but maybe next time he'll give me. Um, responding, this is responding to correction and not reacting to correction. If you read Proverbs, they're kicking me out. Uh, um, if, you read, if you read Proverbs, one of the things you will hear the words why you don't listen to my reproach, to my reproof, to my correction. See, what happens is we grow up, and I grew up in a family where I, my parents made sure I received correction. <laughs> and I hated it. Because it, it's not natural that, yeah, it's not like a dessert. It's like more like a medicine that tastes bitter, but it's good for you, you have to take it. When we would get hurt, it was a common, I grew up in the communist era. But when, I, when we would get hurt, the communist told us, put alcohol on your, um, on your, like on your wound. And then they realized now, they realized just put water and just clean it. It's enough. You don't have to go through the tragedy. And even it doesn't heal better. So when we fell down, that was bad enough because we're all like, you know, our knees are bloody. We come home, but that's not, we have to go through the alcohol cleansing. And that's kind of like, a, but correction is like medicine that you need, but you don't want to. 
And so how does it come, correction? Well, it comes, you read the Word of God, and God points out some things to you. Maybe you come to a service like this, and you realize, man, I haven't been getting wisdom. I've been getting everything else, but not wisdom. Correction comes because we all have character flaws. I stand here. I am not perfect. You follow me around. I'll do something stupid. I have blind spots. We have weaknesses. When somebody points those out to us, we don't, we don't like them. We like to know that we're, we think we're perfect. We think we're pretty good, right? We want people to just tell me what's good. I mean, how many of you come to Pastor Jake and said, Pastor Jake, would you tell me what's wrong in my life? Just, just I want you to examine me and just, just speak correction in my life. I don't think anybody comes. I don't think they don't come to me at my church. Because it's not something like I, I want correction. I just want to come to church and just correct us. No, please encourage us, Pastor Jake. Please give us dessert. Give us medicine. We're fine. May not be. Because here's the deal. Medicine administered in time may prevent deeper problems. So my parents at an early age corrected me. Said, why'd you do that? And you stand there and why'd you did that? But man, was it good for me? Because if I would do it right now at the age of 40, I would do the same mistakes I did back then. They don't look so funny. They wouldn't be funny. They would be like, what, what are you thinking? What were you thinking? The Lord, the Lord will bring, uh, my time is up. The Lord, op open yourself up to the correction of the Lord. The Bible says you will be wise. You'll get wisdom. Wisdom will increase as you respond. Not react, not get irritated, but respond to the correction of the Lord. Close your eyes. I want to pray. Father, <laughs> As I stand here, a joy church, I thank you for this group of amazing people. And I pray that in all that we're getting, I pray that we will get wisdom. In all our searching, in all the things we're trying to get in this life, may we not forget every single day that we need to get wisdom. Above all, the principal thing, to get wisdom. I pray that this would stick in their minds as even as they go out and they would, they, that's what they would have, they would start, everyone who hasn't started, they will start a journey, a search for wisdom in their life. In Jesus' name I pray. Man, come on, let's give him a hand. Two hands. So good. You know, Ted, the reason you, you don't get as much time here is because when I go to Romania, I, I have half the time because you have to translate it into Romanian. So I only get to preach for like five minutes. Man, that was so good. Can we thank him one more time? You know, there's sometimes you come to church and the sermon is good. I mean, I, let's just say it's me preaching. You get a snack, you know, you're like, oh, it tasted pretty good. And then there's other times when you're like, that was a meal. You know what I mean? Last night we went to Mongolian Grill and uh, on Coburg Road and Ted and I feasted. We went back twice. I mean, we were like, if you pay, it's all you can eat. It really was all we could eat physically. And they had to put us in a wheelbarrow and push us out. But that, that, this sermon today felt like that kind of a meal where you just really get the rich uh, feeding upon the word of God. How many of you feel encouraged and inspired? And you're like, I want to get wisdom, right? I mean, I'm like, man, I need to be asking for wisdom. It's so good. Uh, today, as we get ready to close up and, and after hearing just that great message, you know, every single Sunday, there's people that come to church and you're looking for hope. You're looking for life. You're looking for answers. You're looking for something. Or maybe you walked in here by accident today and you're like, I thought I was going to see that Hell's movie over there. And then I walked into church and it feels like hell to me, you know, in here. 
But I just want to let you know something that you're not here by accident. What I know is that God brought you to this place, into this moment to hear that message because he loves you, because he wants to embrace you, wants to give you wisdom, wants to bring you into his family. I don't know how your upbringing was, but when you hear about Ted, and I know his family, uh, his mom and his dad, that how they raised him and just the, the beauty of that love and their, and their family. They didn't always have a lot of money, didn't always have a lot of, right, Ted? Didn't always have, they were living in communist times. They got to share un, un- orange, A-N, un-orange, uh, once a year, right, at Christmas, right? Uh, but man, still had such a great family that imparted into him. And I know for so many people, they don't have that. But listen, in the kingdom of God, you get to be part of the family of God. You get a place at the table. It's not a perfect family. It's, you know, if you're looking for the perfect church, you got to keep looking. It doesn't exist here. Not in this movie theater, guarantee you. Uh, Joy is not a perfect church. I'm not a perfect pastor. These are not, this is not a perfect group of people. It's a bunch of imperfect people, right? But we do have a perfect father and a perfect savior. And God wants to give you a place in his family. And when we talk about wisdom, the very most wise thing you can do is to give your life to Jesus, to begin to follow Jesus. And it doesn't mean you have to have all the knowledge and understanding of what that looks like, but it's about making one really good decision right now. One really good decision right now. I remember the, there was a moment when I decided to ask my wife, you know, to, to start a relationship. Come on, that was a good decision. I made a lot of bad decisions other times, but that was a good one. And I'm still living in the fruit of that amazingly good decision every single day that she decides to stay with me, right? Uh, I'm, I'm walking in that. And, and, the, and that wasn't the best decision of my life. The best decision of my life was when I responded to the grace of God and said, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to follow you, not based on my own goodness, not based on my own intelligence, not based on me, but based on what you did for me at the cross. Jesus, I'm going to trust you with my life and I'm going to follow you. And so right now, I want to give you an opportunity to put your trust and your faith in Jesus. Jesus calls you to follow him, to take that next step. And you might feel really, really far from God, but that's just how you feel. The reality is that God is always a decision away, a moment away, ready to let his grace and favor and love like a tidal wave rush into your heart, into your life. So if that's you today, would you just pray this prayer with me? Let's all pray it together. Bow your head, close your eyes. We're going to pray and just pray this with sincerity and just just mean it. I mean, just, just ask God, ask Jesus to save you. Follow him today. Make that decision. Let's pray this together. Dear Jesus, I ask you to save me. I thank you that you gave your life for me. You revealed your grace and mercy at the cross. I receive your gift of life and I give you my life. I make the decision to follow you from today forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.